Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Let's read it. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says this. Keep a cool head. Mm, come on, ain't that cool? Stay alert. I like the message Bible because it says stuff just like this. Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Tell your neighbor, wake up. Hmm. Yeah. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ. I mean, aren't you thankful for the great plans that God has for us in Christ? Eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you put together and on your feet for good, he gets the last word. Yes, he does. Amen. It's title of the message today is the last word. So again, he gets the last word today. Yes, he does. Amen. Let's pray and talk to him one more time. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for what you have been doing, Lord, in our lives, God. Thank you for what you've done over these last five months in this series with your family, God. I thank you for what you have done, Lord, and going to do, Lord, in this moment. And, Lord, even just how this word today in this series will continue to impact generations forever, Lord. I believe, God, you're at work. And I'll take your word and use it. Let it get in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Tell your neighbor for the last time during this series, we are family. Amen. Tell them. Say, we are family. And for the last time, tell them this, whether you like it or not, amen, whether you like it or not, amen. Well, today we're doing this, man. We kicked off on Mother's Day five months ago. Can you believe it? Five months ago, we started on this journey in a series we launched called We Are Family. And um, I tell you, man, and I just, I'm, I don't know, I'm just thankful I just, Angel and I were just talking this morning about how thankful we truly are about what we have seen God do during this series. And uh, he has just taken situations that are happening around the world, even the things that we're seeing with pandemics and things. And, but he's connected us with people and brought people into this church. And we've built relationships with people we never would have before. So God takes things and turns them around, uses them for his good if we let him. Amen. And so we have seen God do it. And these last five months, I mean, have been absolutely incredible, man. And I said early on in this series, we're going to go in. I mean, we went in. And so you guys went with us, and it was so cool what we have seen them do. But today I'm going to do this. I'm going to finish up this series uh, today called We Are Family. And so the last message in this series with the last word. And last week, man, Pastor Louis man, brought an incredible word on serving. Amen. Let him know one more time. Incredible message. Go listen to that and then do what he said. Amen. And then so it's just so good. But uh, 
I, I, I just tell you, we've seen this. We've seen every, every message of this. because We've went and hit every area of the family. If you are new to us and you haven't been here with us on this journey, I would encourage you to do this. Go to that Church Center app. Listen and watch each of those messages, version, YouTube, all those places where it's at. Check that message out and check this series out because each one speaks to the family. And so today we're going to do this. I'm going to share three final things. This is the last word. We see again that his word is the last word. So we're going to share some things today from Scripture. We're going to share some things, just me, I guess, maybe just speaking as if it was a family meeting today. And just sharing some thoughts and some things that are on my heart that I believe, again, we need. And so um, I, I do want to give you three this morning. We're going to spend more time on the first one than the last two. And uh, because I believe the last two are kind of recaps and focuses back on where we've been. But the first one this morning is this, that we need to protect. I'm going to let that sit. We need to protect our family. And man, we need to do that. So again, whether you're a single unit, whether you're married, children, grandchildren, whatever, we have to, and we've put it, been put in a position to protect our family. And what we've been doing in this series is we have gone spiritually heavy into some things. And in that time, we've gotten deep into some stuff spiritually about how the enemy works, what we're called to do, and our warfare and our work towards that to come against the enemy. And also, we went practically into some areas. And uh, we've gone into even just as deep as into to how to set up a budget for your family. Again, it's just, it's just cool the levels that we've been to in five months and what we've seen God do. But today I want to do this. I want to talk about in this first point some practical choices that I believe will produce spiritual results. I mean, it, was like, it, it works that way sometimes. Amen. So the practical choices and the things that we do and make every day have spiritual results in our life. And so, again, I want to say this. I'm going to share some choices that we've made as a family. I want to share this first passage, this first point, some decisions that we've made as a family. And so for me, these were decisions that I saw first modeled in my family that I came from. Each of the three things I want to share from in this first part are areas that I watched happen. And so I've seen the results of what these things could do, making these types of choices. And so I want to say this to let you know, if you don't make the same choices that I make and that we've made as a family, I want you to understand this. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm right. You're not a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm going to heaven and I'm going to miss you throughout our eternity. All right? I'm not saying that. So that's not what I'm saying here. I'm not saying you're less of a Christian if you don't make all the same decisions and choices that I make. But I believe this. I believe the choices and decisions that we make that I've seen being made for me growing up have made lasting impacts on my life that are now affecting my children and my grandchildren now. Come on. Yeah, we're seeing this go down. And so I'm going to share a few choices, and I want to share a few things that we've done. And first of all, again, I know that things like this, and I'm going to talk about get a little tense sometimes, but it's okay. It's all right. I, I, I've made up this decision a long time ago. I'm not in a popularity contest. All right, so I'm not trying to win one. And so I hope you like me when you leave. And Pastor's a lot. Man, it's Pastor Appreciation Month. You sure you want to get on, step on some toes, brother? You might not get that Outback gift card. Amen? All right? And this is the truth for me. I'm still going to eat. All right? But I hope you love me and bless us anyway. But, but this, this is not, again, a popularity contest that I'm trying to win. And some of the things that I may say today, they may sound old school. It's all right. It's all right. It's all good. And, uh, but I believe this happens a lot of times. I think we ask the wrong questions so many times. I think we go into situations saying, what can I do? What's okay when we really should be asking things like, what's profitable? 
What really should I do? What, what is the best decision in a certain situation? So again, a few of the things, again, we've decided that we do as a family. And again, um, I, I, again, I know some people think differently. And I, I, we're not a church. If you are new here, we're not one of those churches that get up and just say everything we're against. I believe we're a church that stands more for what we believe for than what we're against. And, uh, and again, if we can get people going after God, man, they'll make decisions that bless their families and homes. But again, we see this. And these are some decisions we make. First of all, this is a decision we've made in our family. It was modeled for me and ours, uh, we don't watch certain things in our home. I'm just so, uh, excuse me, we just don't watch certain things in our home. Again, it's a decision that was made. Um, it, it went deep in my family. My, my family, uh, you know, growing up was one of those, like, if you went to a movie theater, you were sinning, all right? And you hoped if you were there, Jesus did not return during the movie, all right? Yeah, man, anybody know what I'm talking about? All right, that was just my life. Come on, I see some hands in the room, amen? And, and so, heaven forbid, you go see Lord of the Rings, like one of them three-and-a-half-hour movies, bro. You give it, you, you, you stepping out on faith, bro. You taking a big chance. You go see three-and-a-half-hour movie, man. You, you, you better, man. You better watch out. But, and again, I've never, I've never done this. I've never been in a movie theater, watched a movie with my, fam- my parents. And I've watched many with my children. And I will watch many more. But it's important. One of the things that we've done is in our home, we've decided that we don't watch certain things. We don't allow that in our home. We've learned this on Wednesday nights. That eyes, what you allow in, what you see, it affects you. Some people think, well, it's no big deal. It is a big deal for your son if he sees certain things. It's a big deal for your daughter if she sees certain things, hears certain things happening. It's a big deal for you. I need to be tense. I'll be right. And, uh, and no, it was heavy. It was heavy in our home. I, I, no, we didn't have cable, none of those things. My parents still don't. We have rabbit ears still. To this day, they have rabbit ears sitting on top of their TV. And uh, I was in remote control back then. And uh, so that's how it worked. Um, but I, I, was, I was hoping when we were watching a TV show that during that television show, somebody didn't say a cuss word. Because if they did... I got smacked in the back of the head. I said, go, go, change it. go change the channel. It was just... It, just what happened. Now, and I know today, let's just be real, it's hard to watch anything without something on it. But you need to guard it. All right, you need to watch this. You need to be careful in these areas. So I would encourage you to do something like this. Have IMDB on your phone. Have one of the parental apps that are out there that you can look something up. We saw, we like in between the movies or in between the show, this on or whatever, you see a little preview about something. And it comes over, and just like, man, that's a good, that's a good, you know, good show. Let's check it out. She pulls up IMDb and she said, no, we can't watch that one. Man, that was going to be a good one. You know, and so, but, but you have to do this. There's just certain things you sacrifice, again, because we want to guard this. So, again, we should subject ourselves to things, and we shouldn't object, subject our kids to things that will play in their mind, whether you believe it or not. You may be strong enough. They may not be. So don't open yourself up to certain things. And I've heard some things like, man, we're watching so-and-so. We're binge-watching this and that. I'm like, man, be careful binging those things, getting those things in your mind. Guard against those things sound old school but I believe this we're family I believe it'll help yours if we make those decisions so again it's just I believe wise I believe it's profitable to say no to certain things something else we don't do in our family we don't say certain things 
We just don't. We just, we, we just, there's certain, you know, certain languages and words and things that we don't use in our family. And we don't, we don't say those certain things. I, I, I grew up in a home, my mom or dad, I've never heard them say a cuss word in any way. My children have never heard me say a cuss word. Like, well, Pastor, you just thank you. No. Listen, we've made decisions not to say certain stuff. Oh, I knew it was going to get quiet. <coughs> It's okay. All right. But we just guard against those things. We guard against those things. We, we protect it. We don't allow those words to be said. And I had a conversation with somebody I love and trust. They're a great person. And they says, but Pastor, they said, this is the truth, though. Society is what says those words are bad or wrong. So is it really bad words? And I'm like, when has society ever made the right decision? When has the choice of the world ever determined what's right and what's wrong? And so again, I'm like, so why are we going to let them set the language barrier, set the words that we use and we say and what's good and what's bad? And so again, it's like, yeah, I'm not like coming against you. Say, if you said something, man, you're going to hell. I'm not saying that. All right. And we don't walk around our house all the time singing Waymaker. I know, I mean, we got some singers in the house. They some worship folk. But we don't walk around all the time. Waymaker, miracle. I mean, it's not happening in our house all the time. They just get into it, and the kids, they, they're growing up now, but, man, they got into it, and, and we had to deal with it, and we had to say stuff, and things can get said sometimes, and sometimes it's like, man, well, I was just joking around. I'm playing around, and we would say stuff. We, we made that declaration. We don't say those things in this house. Just make the decision. You're like, man, well, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. What happens when you begin to set those things and allow those things into your home, when anger happens, you know what's going to come out? Those things. And what happens, the enemy loves to use what comes out of our mouth against us. He will put the words that you spoke in anger to your spouse. He will remind them of that over and over and over until the place it causes a separation between you. So you guard the things that you say. Scripture says this, Psalms 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. My strength and my redeemer. Oh, man, it's important because, listen, we used to say growing up, see stones, break bones, words will never hurt me. Not true. Words hurt. I've sat down. I've counseled people. I've spent time with people who were wounded by what their parents spoke into their life. They were wounded by what was said to them and what was spoken over them. And I know it gets frustrating sometimes. Life is hard, but we need to be careful and guard against what we say because, again, the truth is this. Words do hurt. And what we speak, again, are blessings or curses. And we speak life. I love what the Message Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21. It says it this way. Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. You choose. And I've watched this happen. I've, I've seen this. Again, I'm talking about in the, not in the church, not in here. We haven't seen this take place. But I've seen, I've been out. And I've watched kids cuss out their parents. And I'm going, man, that's crazy. Why are you allowing that? Because it's probably most of the time probably what they saw happening in their own home. They probably saw mama doing a daddy, daddy doing it to mama, whatever. And so, again, they're like, this is just how we talk. Guard against those things. Protect that stuff. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you speak. Speak life and not death. Third and final one we do is this. We don't drink certain things. 
Now I'm just, you know, again, um, we, 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 made a, we made a decision, and we just don't. In, in our home, we don't drink alcohol. We, we've just made that decision. We've made that choice. And again, I know this is not popular, and I know the cool pastors are telling you the opposite right now. Matter of fact, the cool pastors are posting it on Instagram where they're at and how they're, ha- they're having a Bible study out there and have one. Yeah, I'm just, but again, I'm not, I'm not cool, all right? I'm just not. <laughs> again, I'm not trying to be popular. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Bill. He's on staff, by the way. He's, <laughs> yeah. But it, today, this is what we've seen happen. I believe it's always been this way, but even more so with social media, it has become the social thing to do. And it's just sad to me, and I believe it is, it's just hard that I, I believe we've been put into the minds of, of many people that they can't have an event without alcohol. They can't have fun without alcohol. And, and that's just not the truth, man. We have a blast in our family, man. We have so much fun. We have a good time. And, and it's just, again, this, we made this declaration. We've made this decision. And, and I know some of you a lot will say, oh, man, it is, again, it's going to send me to hell. No, we're not talking about, listen, we're not, you're going to go to hell if you, if you do that because again we grow up culturally I, I remember angel and i were dating and again young in high school and went to a church that her family was going to and she was talking it was the pastor's child all right who we were having a conversation with there after church and he looked at angel and he told her he, and, and she had earrings in her ears and uh he looked at her he, he said you're going to hell true story he said you got them ear bobs in your ears I don't know what, just trust me. Again, it goes way back. There's been a lot of things. And it's a true story. And uh, I had a mullet back then, long hair. And the pastor told me I was going to have because I had long hair. And I went and I went scripture on him, man. I said, God looks at it, it, it the heart, man. Man looks on the outward appearance. But it was, that's another message. But, uh, but and I, I, we went there. <clears throat> and so, but this is true. Nowhere in the Bible will we see that it's profitable. We just don't, we don't see this. Matter of fact, we see in Scripture over and over and over. These are just a few. I pulled out. I was like, what? All right. Noah gets, starts drinking, gets drunk, gets naked. And that's how you say naked, by the way, not naked. All right, just good. All right. He, Lot commits incest with his two daughters. Israel begins to worship other gods. And the list goes on and on and on. And a lot, Pastor, what is it? Is that big deal? Yeah, listen, I've seen it. So biblically, again, I've just seen what it can do. I, I practically, in a personal decision, again, we've made, and I'm thankful for it. We've seen, again, what the, I believe the prophet can come and the blessings that can come from not starting down certain paths. Because, again, if you don't know, years ago when I was younger, I was a firefighter and a medical first responder. Over and over and over. Tragedies. When that alarm would go off, and I'd get on that truck, and we would go to the scenes, and we would see things, man, that would break your heart, what would happen, and we would see many, many times of what it was connected to as alcohol. Over and over, when I was in law enforcement, we saw it was like the majority of every call that we took was connected and went back to this as someone opening up a door. And again, just have to guard it. As a pastor, I've sat down with many people. I've watched what has destroyed and how the enemy has used it. So again, I'm just saying it's a decision I believe we should make. Personally, I missed out. I I didn't have in my life, I've never had a grandfather who played that role in my life. I missed it. One of my grandfathers, he did this. He died of alcohol. Alcohol poisoned before I was ever born. The other, other grandfather did this. He made the decision. He chose alcohol and choose, chose another lifestyle. He went out, left my grandmother, and I never met him. And now that I'm a grandfather myself, I'm like, man, now I really realize what I missed out on. 
because of the role that we could play and what we should guard. So again, just protect those things. And I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful that I had a dad who broke the curse. We talked about breaking generational strongholds and things. I had two grandfathers who exited and left way too soon, and I had a dad who was started down that same path. He gave his life to Christ. He made a decision. This ends here, and now I'm 50 years old, never had alcohol. And, and again, I'm not saying he's good at tuition. He's, ah, now listen, it's just I'm thankful, and I'm just I'm appreciative of that. So again, just guard against those things. The Bible says it this way, and I, this is a passage. Again, just if you know me, man, you know where this, this is coming from today. My heart to help families. I, I, I hear this so often. Ephesians 5, verse 18. People say, well, Pastor, the Bible says this don't be drunk with wine. And it does say that. And that's a true statement. And that's what the Bible, some of y'all like already, I saw some of y'all already leaned over. The Bible says just don't get drunk. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. The people who I have those conversations with, this is what I asked them. I said, well, do you know what the rest of that verse says? You do. It's on the screen. But uh, I, I would ask them that. And this, and this is just, again, it's just because, again, it's what's been put in our heads. It's what's been put in our minds. And I just think we should guard up against it. I would ask them, I said, do, do you know what the rest of the verse says? I have yet to find any, not one person, 22 years of ministry, who knew the rest of the verse. Because this is what we want to hear. And again, I'm not saying going to hell. Not listen, but I want us to guard this. The rest of the verse says this. Don't be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Oh, man, this is so good. Because, listen, this filling that this word speaks of, it's not a one-time thing. The tense, even in the Greek, of being filled is not you get filled one time. It is an ongoing filling of the Spirit of God in your life. And so it is a protection. And that word dissipation, this is, this is so important. It is the same word when you see the word prodigal in Scripture. The same word. And if you know the story of the prodigal, what did the prodigal do? The things that he did drew him away from the father's presence. And he was missing out on a relationship with a daddy who loved him and who wanted to have fellowship with him. And this is what he says this can do. Be careful about this because this can draw you away from the father. It can go, so we have to guard ourselves against this. And the scripture says this, to be filled with the spirit. And the truth is this, if we're filled with the spirit, there's no room for this other stuff in our life. There's no place for it. Again, I know it's quiet, but this is good. And we need to guard against them. Some are like, man, it's no big deal. But this quote is so, so true. What one generation does in moderation, the next will do in excess. And we have seen this happen. It's just killing families. It's killing marriages. It's killing homes. So just guard against it. Protect yourselves in that area. So number one is protect. Number two is this. Pursue your family. Pursue this, the things that over five months that we have poured into you. Please don't just think that was just for filling of time and to, to speak a little series. These are words that God has placed in us from different people, not just myself, messages that were put into our hearts that we we're supposed to live out. And the lifestyle that we were speaking of, honoring God and going after this relationship, putting in, our, our, in place how to have a marriage that works, how to be a single person that works well, doing all of these things, guarding against these things 
says we are to pursue this on an ongoing work. We're not supposed to do this. We're not supposed to take and be casual about this. We're not supposed to be casual about our relationship. We're not supposed to be casual about our relationship with our family. We're supposed to be intentional about these things. So this is what you have to do. You have to keep looking for the certain areas in your life. Am I pursuing those things? Am I going after these areas? And I've heard this, and people say a lot, well, you know something, you know, uh, my kids are just kids will be kids. Young people are just going to be young people. We just let them do what they do. They're going to grow out of it. Sometimes they don't come out of it. I mean, just sometimes they don't come out of that, so we have to guard this. I, I've seen this happen in marriages and families. Well, you know, it's just no big deal. It's just, you know, you know I, can, I can do this or I can go down this path. Listen, it destroys homes, and we have to guard this. So we need to do it this way. We need to pursue the family we've been speaking about. We need to go after that. So do this. You set a vision. Set a vision. Get the vision inside of your mind. Let it know. Let me start, start looking at Man, this is what I'm looking for. A lot of times we look at what someone else has. We look at their family situation, their makeup, like, man, I wish I could do it. I wish I had what they had. Listen, this is what we do. You get the vision from God, and then you set the goals of what it's going to take to get there. And then one of the things that happens that is set is this, man, we see something that God has for us, but yet we don't set the goals and walk that out and live that out. So we do this. We set the goals. We, we get the vision. We set the goals, and then we do this. We are in a pursuit of those things. We're pressing toward the mark. We're going after those things. We're pursuing it. We're pursuing the proper relationships. We're pursuing the proper relationships with, with, with God, with our spouse, with our children, with our family, with our friends. We pursue those things. We don't just say, well, I'm going to let whatever, let whatever, be whatever. How? Now listen, pursue the family that God has for you. So number one is we protect that. We, 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 we guard that against certain things. And then we do this. We pursue and we go after what God has for us. Don't settle. Amen. Don't just sit back. And I know one, number one got y'all quiet, but listen, you wake back up now. Amen. Amen. It's okay. We can pursue those things because the third and the final one this morning is this. We are to pray for our families. I know this is what happens when the enemy comes in. We see God put a word in someone's heart. We see him begin to move. Over the last five months, we've seen the Spirit of God. Again, it's just stories, man. There's some incredible stories of what God has done. And the enemy hates it. He does. He hates it. He can't stand it. And so this is what he's going to try to do. He's going to try to slide in. He's going to cause, try to cause division and separation. And this is what we can do. We can pray for our families. And I believe this, one of the reasons, the big reasons we've seen the move of God that we've seen over the last five months is this, because people have prayed. And we've watched people respond to altar calls, to get up, come by themselves. Some come with their, with their spouses. Some come with their families. We've watched people respond to what God is wanting to do in our hearts, and we've prayed about it. And I've said this, you probably have too. Well, all I can do is pray. That's all I can do at this point is just pray. Listen, it's not a last resort. 
It's our first response. And we go after God in prayer, and we, we, we pray, and God moves, and we've seen this. It is an incredible weapon that God has given us. It is vital to the warfare that we're in, that we pray and we seek God. It's so critical. Jesus himself modeled this for his disciples. He showed them. He set this example for them. He taught. He did all these things, set the example. But, man, this is what Jesus did most. He prayed. And, man, if Jesus needed to do it, so do we. So we pray. We go after God. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says this in the Message Bible. This will help us so much. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Oh, man. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. And before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's it's so wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Amen. How good is that, man? When he takes the place, when the worry is set aside, he is set center, we focus in on him. And the last verse is this, James chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. And I love this so much. I'm so thankful God put this in the Bible. I am. I'm just so thankful God put this in the Bible. It's huge. It is so big, so valuable, what he says here. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. I think a lot of times we look at scriptures, man, and we see what God does, and man, and how he uses people. I was like, man, that's for the Bible times, and that was for, for a certain chosen few called people. But I love it. I'm just thankful for this, that God put this in here. Regular guy, nature like ours, human, flesh and blood, person, breathes in, breathes out, blood flows through his veins like us. God used him miraculously. Why? He prayed. He prayed. And, man, we've seen warriors rise up, intercessors stepping forward, man. And this is so valuable because he says again, with a nature like ours, He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. He prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its fruits. Man, I believe it. Again, I think he records a situation like this. shows us the value in what we're about to open our altars up and do in just a moment. Pray. Just pray. Go after God. After, just seek his face. And again, today, we don't worry, we war. We war through prayer. We go after him. I'm going to ask you if you would stand. I know this last word has been heavy. A lot of things that have been shared this morning. But not one thing that I've spoken today that I, again, haven't seen personally true and happen and seen how God has used his choices and decisions that are made. And again, the key is this. When we pray, it puts our heart in position. It puts us in position for God's hand to move and for us to receive from him and to encounter him. Again, I believe one of the reasons we've seen God do so much in this series is that people are praying. So I'm going to ask you if you would do this right now. Just bow your heads and close your eyes if you would, please. And First of all, I just want to do that. Before I open up the altar, I just want to pray over you right now. God, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, God, for our family. Yeah, thank you for our family. There's not one person in this house right now, in this room. Not one person watching us today on a live stream alone now. 
Because we've learned and we've seen, God, that we need each other. You're showing us how to do that better, Lord. I thank you for it, God. Lord, as this series ends, God, we know, Lord, we're going to continue to speak into families and homes with every word that you give us. We're going to continue to see you move. I'm thankful for that, Lord. But God, I don't want to miss what you want to do right now. I don't want to miss what you want to do today. So, Lord, I just want to be open right now to what you want to do in me. How I can take this today and apply it to my own life, God. Father, I pray that's the heart right now of every person here in this message. How do we take this, God, and put it in action? Use it, God. Father, I thank you, Lord, for protectors of homes and families who are making decisions and choices today that were different than before they even heard this message. Father, I thank you right now, Lord, for the pursuit that you've placed in our hearts, God, and the visions and the dreams that you've placed within us, Lord, to show us, Lord, what we can have in you. God, we pursue those things. We chase after them, God. Yeah, we chase after those things, Lord. God, it happens through prayer. So, God, may we respond today accordingly. So, Father, I thank you right now, Lord, for every person, Lord, again, gather, every person who's here. And I speak your blessings over their families. I speak your blessings over their home, over the generations that will follow them. And I declare those things and those blessings, Lord, over them in Jesus' holy name. Yeah. His heads are still bad. Eyes are still closed. Just you and God for a moment. Yeah, just, exam- just you and God. Just examine your heart for a moment. One of the things that this morning in this series I, would, I wouldn't want to see happen is this. You leave this room. You click off of this live stream without having a personal relationship with Jesus. Because <laughs> that is the connector that makes us family. Him as Father. That is the connector that makes us one. And I'm just so thankful for the family that God is building in this house. He's putting together. So I want to ask you this, just as heads about eyes are closed. First of all, listen, if today, listen, Jesus were to return. This was the moment. This was the time. On this last day of a series, we're speaking about family. But this was the day that he gives you the opportunity before he comes and returns to know him. Today, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you have accepted the gospel message of Christ and what Christ did for you on the cross. Listen, we'd love to introduce you to Jesus. I so love introducing to Jesus. So just as heads about eyes are closed, listen, first of all, just if today, listen, if you're responding at home, click on that next steps link. Let us know that you need to give your life to Jesus. We want to pray with you. We want to, we want to introduce you to Jesus. Been in a room this size, so many different areas of life that people are in. There's probably some today who haven't made that calling sure. So today, listen, if you don't know Christ, just right where you're at, just do this if you would. Just slip up both hands real high to heaven. I want to introduce you to Jesus before we take one more step. Yeah, God bless you. Who else? Raise them up. I want to know. Yeah, I want to know. You can know today. So, Father, I thank you right now, Lord, for hands that are raised, Lord, for hearts that are being turned to you. So just right now, do this today. Just surrender everything over to him.
Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.